Hello, this is Nikdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Sunday, the 27th of December. India recorded close to 19,000 new COVID-19 cases today, the lowest since July 1st. The country's total tally now stands at 1.02 crores or 10.2 million. With 279 new deaths in the last 24 hours, the death toll has crossed 1,47,000. The government has said that the samples of more than 50 people who returned from Britain are being sequenced at six labs across the country to find out if they have the mutant strain of the virus that was first discovered in the United Kingdom. While saying that it was critical to identify and contain people who were infected with the new variant strain of the virus in order to prevent transmission, the National Task Force on COVID-19 has said that there is no need to change the existing treatment protocol due to the variant strain. The statement released by the Ministry of Health and Family Welfare comes after a meeting was held with the task force in view of the new mutant strain of the virus. In other news related to the pandemic amid the shutdown of schools and colleges in Gujarat due to COVID-19 around 60 children in Morbi have kept up with their studies thanks to a daycare center run by a ceramic factory with the help of the multi-purpose hall at the ceramic factory located in Juna Sadulka village the daycare was opened throughout the 9 month lockdown it helped take care of 30 toddlers and 30 school going children of around 400 workers working in the ceramic factory were able to continue their education thanks to the factory management the trp manipulation scam is our story of the week on daily dose today we'll come back to it later during the episode today is the 32nd day since farmers gathered at the borders of the national capital to protest against the three new farm laws passed by the center While the Prime Minister's monthly monologue Man Ki Baat was being broadcast today, protesting farmers clanged thalis and raised slogans against the three new laws. The plan to do this was announced last Sunday when Swaraj India Chief Yogendra Yadav had said that it was time for the Prime Minister to listen to the farmers' Man Ki Baat. The idea of clanging plates and clapping was floated by the Prime Minister himself earlier this year to felicitate the frontline workers battling coronavirus as the lockdown started. This comes a day after the center announced the release of 18000 crore rupees to the accounts of 9 crore farmers under the Pradhan Mantri Kisan Samman Nidhi scheme. Many farmers have said that the amount could not compensate them for the billions in losses they suffered every cropping season due to the denial of assured prices for their crops. Following deliberations on the center's offer to talk, the farmers unions under the banner of Samyukt Kisan Morcha have announced resumption of talks with the center from December 29th. They have informed the press that the talks will take place at 11 a.m. on Tuesday. According to the unions, the meeting's agenda will include modalities to be adopted to repeal the three farm acts, mechanisms to be adopted to make remunerative MSP recommended by the National Commission on Farmers, a legally guaranteed entitlement for all farmers, all agricultural commodities and so on. The unions have warned about the intensification of the agitation if the talks do not result in any concrete solutions. Meanwhile, 100 BJP workers from 9 villages from Baruch district in Gujarat have joined the Congress in protest against the farm laws and have extended support to the ongoing farmers agitation. Captain Bhupendra Singh of the Indian Army and two civilians have been charged with the alleged abduction and murder of three Rajouri youths in Shopia by the Jammu and Kashmir police. It has been 5 months since the three youths were killed in an army operation. Earlier the victims were secretly buried in a graveyard in North Kashmir's Baramulla as both the army and the Jammu and Kashmir police had claimed them to be unidentified militants. 
On October 3rd, the Jammu and Kashmir government exhumed the bodies of the three labourers in the presence of family members and handed them over to the families. The charges were based on evidence collected during the investigation by a special investigation team or SIT which was set up to probe the alleged fake encounter. In a contempt plea filed before the Supreme Court of India on the Sharda Chitfund scam, the CBI on December 23rd said that the examination of former Rajya Sabha MP Kunal Kumar Ghosh, one of the accused in the case, had revealed that the Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee and promoter of Sharda Group Sudipta Sen had a good relationship. The agency cited call data records to show that Ghosh and Sen were in constant touch. Owing to this connection, the CBI linked the West Bengal Chief Minister with some of the accused and is seeking to charge her government with constant, deliberate and willful non-cooperation in the probe and an effort to evade, avoid and escape the process of law and scuttle the investigation. The CBI is also critical of the role of former Kolkata Police Commissioner Rajiv Kumar, who had supervised the SIT probe into the Sharda case and has sought his custodial interrogation. In February 2019, Mamta Banerjee personally sat on a dharna to stop a CBI team from questioning Kumar. This development is said to further heat the bitter political atmosphere in the state, with Mamta Banerjee leading against the BJP for the upcoming assembly elections next year. The Sharda scam was a major financial scam that came to light in 2013. Investigation into the multi-crore Ponzi scheme has been on ever since. Coming back to our story of the week. An audit report by the Broadcast Audience Research Council or BARC yesterday confirmed that TRPs or television rating points were manipulated under the previous BARC management. The Mumbai police said that the report had been prepared by a third party and had been submitted to BARC in July. According to an Indian Express report, the audit had been commissioned after new management took over BARC in January and received whistleblower comments. Joint Police Commissioner of Crime Milan Bharambe said, and I quote, The report said that from the period of May 2017 to November 2019, TRPs of English and Telugu news channels had been fudged. It showed that TRPs of channels like Times Now had been reduced so that Republic would appear to be number one by analysing selectively, unquote. The officer also added that according to the report, in some cases, ratings appeared to be pre-decided and that there was cartelization of some former senior BARC officials to assist particular channels. The police claimed that they were unaware of the existence of the report until last week. According to a Hindustan Times report, Bharambe also disclosed emails and WhatsApp chats exchanged between former BARC employees and channels on BARC servers. One of the communications allegedly said, and I quote, Please find below numbers on English news as required. Times now numbers were changed while Republic remains the same. Unquote. Republic has issued a statement calling the police's claims laughable. On December 24th, Bach's former chief executive officer or CEO Parthodas Gupta was arrested in connection with the scam. Last week, the police had also arrested Romil Ramgaria, the former chief operating officer of Bach. On November 4th this year, the Information and Broadcasting Ministry constituted a committee to review guidelines on television rating agencies in India. A presentation made by the INB Ministry before the Standing Committee said that BARC had filed 11 FIRs through its vendors into cases of rating tamperings across Andhra Pradesh, Karnataka, Kerala, Madhya Pradesh, Maharashtra and Assam. These claims were included in slides titled Submissions by BARC in the Ministry's presentation. 
The slides pointed out that the body had an automated system to flag abnormal behavior in ratings, a code of conduct to redress grievances by subscribers, and a graded escalation or penalty matrix. Bark's claims were angled to assert that it has a robust mechanism to detect tampering and serve swift justice. However, it betrayed a fact that the agency might be reluctant to admit. The Bark system allows for easy manipulation of ratings. It is gameable by design. To find out more, do read my colleague Ayush Tiwari's report titled TRP Scam – Bark's TV Audience Measurement System is Rotten. You'll find the report on our website newslaundry.com. My other colleague Jeshri, in her piece on the TRP scam and how the media covered it, aptly said, and I quote, Apart from taking TV news debates to nightly new lows, we suppose Republic TV's Arnab Goswami can also be credited for acting as very quick for legacy TV media. An industry divided by cutthroat competition and constant one-upmanship, united like never before over the past two days to censure Goswami. Unquote. Jayashree's piece also highlights how a section of TV news that joined the bandwagon in blaming Republic as the sole culprit in the decline of TV news in India has so easily forgotten their own transgressions from basic ethics. To find out more about it, read her piece titled Divided by TRPs United Against Arnab Goswami – Debates on the Rating Scam. You can also read our in-depth report from two years ago where we had pointed out how TV ratings are fixed. The report with the same title is on our website, newslaundry.com. And if you're still curious to know more and understand this issue better, please browse through the media section of our website and you will find a ton of content on the same. News Laundry saw this coming a long time ago and took a stand. This is exactly why News Laundry is 100% free of advertisements. And this is why we bring you ground reports about stories that actually matter. So, dear listeners, show us your appreciation by hitting that subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. It is the only way we can survive in this world dominated by legacy media. Moving on to some news from the world of culture and entertainment. Nearly two years after the overthrowing of autocrat Omar al-Bashir, for the first time in history, Sudan has rejoined the international community with its submission to the Academy Awards. You Will Die at 20, a film produced by a consortium of European and Egyptian companies and directed by Sudanese director Amjad Abu Alala, will compete in the Best International Feature Film category. The story follows a young man whose death at the age of 20 is prophesied not long after his birth, casting a shadow over his formative years. The story parallels the burdens placed on an entire generation of Sudan's young people. The film is based on a short story by Sudanese novelist Hamur Ziada. Critics have said that it demonstrates that a country's cultural scene is reawakening after decades of oppression. Rapper and producer Kanye West dropped a surprise record titled Emmanuel on Christmas Day. Inspired by ancient and Latin music, he described it as a celebration of the miracle of the birth of Jesus Christ. This is the second consecutive Christmas release in Kanye West's career after last year's gospel-inspired album Jesus is Born, which he recorded with his Sunday service choir. Emmanuel, written and produced by West, features the Sunday service choir throughout the album. And now for some international updates on COVID-19. Globally, the coronavirus count has crossed 80.4 million and the death toll has risen to 1.76 million. The United States reached a grim milestone on Saturday. One in every 1,000 Americans has died from COVID-19 since the nation first reported the infection in late January. COVID-19 infections in the U.S. have reached more than 18.7 million. 
With the arrival of Christmas and New Year's, along with accounting for the long incubation time of the virus, hospitals and state governments are bracing for the surge to continue into January and February, one year after the start of the pandemic. Meanwhile, unemployment benefits were due to expire for millions of Americans on Saturday. But Donald Trump, who spent Christmas playing golf in Florida, continued to block a $900 billion pandemic relief bill that would extend them. The package, which the Congress passed with bipartisan support on Monday after months of negotiations, would have kept unemployment benefits in place till March and expanded state benefits by $300 a week. It would have also included an evictions moratorium, federal loans to small businesses, and $600 of direct payments to many Americans. But without Trump's signature, the entire package, which is the second biggest in U.S. history, is stalled and the U.S. government now faces a shutdown on Tuesday. Russian President Vladimir Putin is all set to receive the country's indigenous Sputnik V vaccine. Russia launched a voluntary vaccination program earlier in December, starting with the most vulnerable groups in Moscow. Canada has now become the latest country to detect cases of the new strain of the virus which was first identified in the United Kingdom. Cases of the new variant strain which was first detected in the UK have also been confirmed across Europe, including in France, Spain, Denmark, Italy, Iceland, Switzerland, Sweden and the Netherlands. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please.